This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 22nd of June. In your squiz today, the trial of the man accused of raping Brittany Higgins will be delayed. Economic pain but no recession. Israel heads back to the polls. And a question of balance. This is your squiz today. The trial of the man accused of raping former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins will be delayed. That decision comes after the increased publicity on the case following journalist Lisa Wilkinson's Logie's acceptance speech, Claire. Yeah, so that was on Sunday night. Wilkinson won television's most outstanding news coverage or public affairs report. In that speech, what Wilkinson did was praise Brittany Higgins. Uh, She also talked quite a bit about her own role in bringing that story to air. Uh, The trial was set to commence on Monday. What happened between Sunday and yesterday was quite a bit of coverage about what Wilkinson said. Uh, Wilkinson also gave an interview on Sydney Radio the next day and then there's been quite a bit of social media coverage of all of it. Uh, What the judge said was that it universally assumed the guilt of the accused and that's an issue when it comes to starting a trial uh, with the jury with all of that in mind. Yeah, the judge said she wasn't confident that directions to a jury would ensure a fair trial for Higgins' alleged attacker. That's former Liberal staffer Bruce Lerman. He has pleaded not guilty to the charges. There's a bit to unpack here hear about the role of the media in cases like this, Claire. Yeah, there sure is, and it depends on case to case. But what happened in this one is that back in April, Lerman's lawyers unsuccessfully applied to delay or stop the trial. At that time, they said that they didn't believe that he would be able to be heard fairly uh, because of the mountains of media coverage that had come before it. The judge dismissed that, saying that she believed that a jury could be fair, but she did warn the media about their coverage of the case and told them to keep all of that in mind. So the judge was very disappointed yesterday with what Wilkinson said in her speech and the interview the next day. It was also revealed yesterday that Wilkinson spoke to prosecutors last week about what she planned to say in that Logie speech if she won the award. They said that she was warned that the publicity that was generated could lead to the trial being delayed, but they also didn't give her specific directions about what she should say either. And as we've seen, it has now been delayed because of the speech and the following publicity. A hearing will be held tomorrow to decide on a new trial date, with October being floated as a possibility. Prosecutors now say that they will ask the court to grant a non-publication order over the proceedings. On to an update on the economy now. While Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe warns we're in challenging economic times, he says that it doesn't look like a recession is on the horizon for Australia. So despite the headwinds, there are some good things going on right now. Yeah, he's pointed to our very low unemployment rate. It's the lowest in 50 years. He also says that we're doing really well when it comes to exports and that we have low interest rates, even though they are rising. He says that there's some strong economic fundamentals 
fundamentals that we ought to feel pretty good about. But there is inflation tipped to be going to 7% at some point between now and next year. That's quite a bit higher than the 2 to 3% target rate that the Reserve Bank has on inflation. And he's also pointed to rising interest rates. Uh, the hot tip is that that could go to 1.35% next month. So there's a few things happening. He disagreed, though, with market predictions that interest rates will hit around 4% by the end of the year. He says that would hurt vulnerable Australians and home buyers. On to international news now. Israel could be headed back to the polls for their fifth general election in three years. The governing coalition was made up of eight parties and things have fallen apart, Claire. Larissa, I don't know about you, but the first, second, third and fourth elections <laughs> seem quite recently. So uh, We have talked about them, yes. <laughs> we certainly have, but it's the same issues. It's very difficult to get a ruling coalition in Israeli politics. Benjamin Netanyahu is still on the scene. He fancies himself to become Prime Minister again when they do have that election. But there are those in the parliament who are looking to end the new gridlock that they've experienced and try to pull together a new coalition. A date for that election is yet to be decided. But yeah, eight parties from across the political spectrum. Lots of ideological differences to wrangle together in a parliament there. So perhaps not quite surprising it's fallen apart. On to sports news now. It was earlier in the week that FINA, the international governing body for swimming, announced their ban on transgender women competing at an elite level if they'd gone through any part of male puberty. Now, other sporting codes look like they could be following suit. Yeah, yesterday the International Rugby League announced a ban on transgender athletes. That includes from the upcoming Women's World Cup. Uh, there's other sporting codes that are also looking at their rules. That includes FIFA, which is the international soccer governing body. Uh, of course, there's lots of World Cups going on for them and World Athletics as well. Athletics is a sport that has been in the spotlight about these kind of issues because of the treatment of some athletes who have had uh, heightened testosterone levels. Uh, the president, Sebastian Coe, there says that he has an agenda to protect the integrity of women's sport. He thinks that integrity and fairness is more important than inclusion. It is a contentious issue. US women's footballer Megan Rapinoe says inclusion is the issue. She also says there's no evidence that trans women are dominating in every sport or winning every title. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Now, we'll leave it up to squizzes if they want to actively follow along with this story. But according to new research, how well a person can balance on one leg can offer an insight into their health. 
I've already done it twice and I'm <laughs> fine. Good? So that's good. That's another 10 years for me locked away. I think I can now go crazy on whatever it is I want to do. I can stand on one leg for 10 seconds and that's a good thing. Uh, what this international study shows uh, is that there's a group of people uh, when they looked at almost 2,000 people aged between 51 and 75 years old that they measured if they could stand on one leg for for 10 seconds, what they found is that those who couldn't, there was a significant number uh, who actually ended up dying in the coming 10 years. They're not quite sure what the link actually is. They don't think that there's any necessary link between not having balance and particular diseases, but there's certainly enough in it for them to do some more work. Yeah, they found that those who couldn't balance were twice as likely to die within a decade from any cause than those that could. As you say the research was observational and they cannot establish a cause but they do say that the findings are striking so uh if you are currently balancing on one leg best of luck to you <laughs> if you're planning a european beach vacation a lucky you and b you best check the rules if you're heading to vigo in spain you can't urinate in the water off the beach so just keep that in mind uh, and if you're thinking about taking a bar of soap or your bottle of shampoo down to the ocean as well you're not allowed to use it and suds up while you're down there uh, also leave you washing up at home you're not allowed to wash uh, cooking utensils or cutlery or crockery in the ocean so just a few things to keep your mind on I can understand how they would police the washing up of, of cutlery and crockery how are they going to police the urinating not quite sure but you will cop a big fine if they catch you several hundred dollars worth so uh take note squeeze the day claire what's something you're keeping an eye on it's a birthday for Cindy Lauper. Uh, it's also the anniversary of the day that Princess Elizabeth met her future husband, Prince Philip of Greece. Aw, what is it, 73 years they were married? It was a long time. A good innings for sure. Also another notable birthday, Meryl Streep's birthday today legendary actress that she is that's about all from us today if you are enjoying the squiz today podcast we'd love it if you would tell your friends about us tell your people your co-workers that this is how you get your news every recommendation helps us to grow and keep on doing what we do so we're super grateful for each and every one have a good one we'll be back with you tomorrow G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week, where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when a, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was yeah. able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is... 
a lot of what the treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and and other organisations. So you know there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handled handled in an appropriate appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.